The word of God says in 1 Thessalonians 5.18, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Today we're gonna begin to talk about careers, and the title of this morning's message is T31 Incorporated or T31 Inc. for short. I'm gonna see what business you work for today, whether you work for the world's business, the corporate ladder, or whether you work for God's business, T31 Incorporated. But I figured there's no better way to start this message out than this little video clip. So Derek, if you would kick it off for us. Turn it on up. Y'all remember this show? Y'all like this show? Get some clapping going on. Y'all jump in with the Jefferson this morning. Come on. It's my favorite part. Damon, come up here and give us some moves, baby. Come on. Come on, Damon. You do it. Let's go. Come on. Give us the Carlton. Come on now. Yeah. There you go. Come on. Yeah, yeah. Amen. Nobody can ever say we do not have fun at the Way Bible Church. Amen. I wanted to play that clip this morning to introduce this message of moving on up because most of us, when we leave church, we leave church at church and tomorrow we begin to talk about work and church world and work world never seem to coincide or we can't seem to see how church fits in work or work fits with church and how they combine. And so as Christians, we walk around very confused of how do I live Christ-like in, in the world's way of doing things and how do I bring what I do at work into church and give it to God and let God begin to perfect me and correct me in the way I work. And so today we're going to begin to show how you can be working for T31 Incorporated, God's way of doing things, even though you're stationed right here in the regular everyday worldly way of doing things. Amen. And so T31 Incorporated is about you working in a regular world, a regular job, but living out the principles of God in the midst of a world that doesn't agree with the principles of God. Amen. And so I'm excited about what God's going to begin to do in this right here. The first thing we got to realize is we got to understand, am I building God's kingdom or am I asking God to build my kingdom? See, a lot of us go to work expecting us to build our own kingdom. We want to raise because we want to buy a bigger, uh, a bigger house, but we want a nicer car, or we want to buy a four-wheeler, or we want to buy a wave runner, or we want to build our kingdom with all these things. So we go to work, and the fact is we don't um, work to make a living. We actually live to go to work because work controls us because the more we work, the more we can buy, and we can buy bigger things and nicer things to impress people that we really don't like and really don't care about, but hey, they think we look good. And so in this process, we've got to begin to have a first establishing line in our heads. We've got to stop and say, every day that I wake up and go to work, every day that I roll out of bed, do I wake up and say, God, I'm going to work for you today in building your kingdom, or do I wake up and roll over and say, it's time to build my kingdom today and see what kind of house I can get, what kind of car I can drive, how can I impress the people around me, how can I step on somebody to get to where I'm supposed to be, rather than lifting up somebody and getting everybody around you where they're supposed to be. So we gotta begin to ask ourselves the very first question, whose kingdom am I working for? Matthew 6.10 says, thy kingdom come, thy will be done. But most of us, we pray in our prayer, God, my kingdom come, my will be done. That's how we really mean that prayer. We say it good on Sunday morning. Oh, our Father who art in heaven, holy is your name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in this church service, right? That's what we mean when we pray. We're not meaning in our workplace. And so we go to work tomorrow, oh God, give me a blessed day 
God makes sure everything goes good in my life, in my kingdom come, my will be done today on earth as it is in heaven, right? And so we gotta begin to understand, is it T31 that you're working for or is it me 31 that you're working for? correct? Is it T31, thankfulness, 31 days of thankfulness, or is it me 31, 31 days about me? Some of y'all are sitting here thinking, we always heard the, the phrase, and it's pretty funny, there is no I in team, but there sure is an M, and there sure is an E. There is a me, right? Or my favorite word is awesome because it ends in M-E. And we got to begin to understand, what are we working for? What are we doing? When we go to work every single day, and some of y'all are saying, you've already ruined my Sunday by talking about my Monday. Well, I'm gonna transform your Monday by talking about it on Sunday, amen? I'm gonna transform your tomorrow by bringing God into your life today. I'm gonna transform you when you wake up in the morning because tonight when you go to bed, you're already gonna be thinking, I'm looking forward to tomorrow because I'm going to work for T31 Incorporated rather than the corporate ladder of the world system and the world's way of doing things, amen? And so I want you to begin to get the mindset that it's okay to be ready and excited to go to work. And here's what we gotta understand. Building your kingdom is when we do this. When we advance through the corporate world by our own strengths, avenues, and abilities, we fall into the trap of Deuteronomy 8:17, and it says, beware lest you would say in your heart, my power and the might of my own hand have gotten me this wealth. Ooh, those are harsh words. It says, beware lest you begin to say this. God, my power and the work of my hand have gotten me this wealth. See, we gotta begin to understand that when we begin to work with that mindset, begin to work with those philosophies in place, we're gonna do whatever we can take to advance me rather than realize we're working for the T31 Incorporated, God's kingdom. And so here's how you know whether you're working for your kingdom or God's kingdom. God's kingdom, advancing his kingdom, is when you are working for his kingdom and in your heart it's about his kingdom, then God can advance you in the world that you live in. When you wake up tomorrow and say, God, truly not my will be done at work today, but your will be done at work today, get ready, because before nine o'clock hits, you're gonna have three coworkers tap you on the shoulder when you got a stack of paperwork this high saying, can you pray for me? And you're gonna say, I don't have time to pray. T31 or corporate ladder, which business are we working for? See, you gotta realize the kingdom God puts you in is the career that you're in. And God puts you where you're at, whether it's the school system, whether you're flipping burgers, whether you're in a retail business, whether you're in, uh, um, working out in the oil fields, whether you're uh, working nine to five, or whether you work the graveyard shift. God said, I need somebody from my kingdom to infiltrate this worldly corporate ladder, so I've got to find somebody trustworthy so he puts you there, right? If you will be trustworthy where you're at, God will get you to where he wants you to be. And the Bible says this, the last time I read in Psalm 37, 4, delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. Trust in him and he will surely do this. And so tomorrow when you're going to build, to decide am I building God's kingdom or my kingdom, it's all about the mindset that you go into work with. And so here's how you can begin to test yourself and see if you're gonna pass the T31 Incorporated entrance exam. Some of you guys are really not happy now because it's like, now we got a test? He's already talking about work, and now he's going to give us a test? No, when you begin to understand this test, God will begin to have an avenue to bless you in a real way. So remember this, every time I say corporate ladder, I need you to be thinking the world's way of doing things, the world's way of operation. Every time I say T31 Incorporated, I want you to think of God's way of doing things, God's way of operating, God's way of fulfilling things in, in, in and through your life. The first test is this. I wanna to talk to you about the entitlement 
test, the entitlement test. We in America as the church, we have bought in hook, line, and sinker thinking the world owes us something. We're the church. We can go to businesses and you should donate to us because we're the church. We think we got entitled to something. In fact, the Bible says when you got born again, you didn't get entitled to something. You became a slave to righteousness. So your entitlement went out the window thinking the world owes you something when we talk about entitlement. Here's the big deal. When we talk about the entitlement test, Colossians 3, 23 and 24 says this, whatever you do, so it doesn't matter where you work, it doesn't matter how much you get paid, it doesn't matter what your hourly rate is, it doesn't matter what your salary range is, it doesn't matter if you got your own health insurance or you got the... <laughs> Some of y'all are just now getting that. It's a whole nother topic for a whole nother day. This is what God says. Whatever you do, work heartily, full of heart, as for the Lord and not for men, knowing that the Lord, from the Lord your God, you will receive the inheritance as your reward. You are serving the Lord Christ. So when you go to work tomorrow, you're not going to work for Big Boss Man. You're not going to work for El Jefe. You're not going to work for the man who writes your check. You're not going to work for the guy who sits in the corner office who you think does nothing and has no idea about what you're going through at your desk. Can I say amen? I mean, really. Some of y'all think, well, if he just understood what it was like being down here, he would know better. He would ask me to do all this stuff. You're, you're falling into entitlement. Because, see, you're still thinking about him rather than working for your God with all your heart. You know, if the church world would go to work like they're working for God, not working for a boss, every one of you would get promoted within six weeks. I guarantee it. Some of you, if you would show up for work like you should show up for church, you would get promoted within six weeks because you would show up 10 minutes early, excited about work, excited with the spirit of expectancy that God's going to move today, excited that you get to minister to somebody, excited you get something fresh and new and a new challenge is coming your way, excited about everything that God has for you, you would get promoted. And you wouldn't be worried about going home right on time because you'd stay just a little bit late because a lot of us love to say, oh, you can't have too much of God. Well, some of y'all sure are in a hurry to get out of church sometimes. <laughs> Now, I'm not saying any of that to be ugly. I'm saying we've adopted our work mindset in the world. We've brought that even into church. We've brought it into church, and we say we've got to do it this way, and we've got to do it that way. No, we've got to do it God's way. We are now involved in T31 Incorporated, not the corporate ladder. And so I promise you this. If you would do three things in your office, three things. Everybody say three things. It will change your office. It'll change your life. It'll change your abilities and the way the boss looks at you. I want you to show up five minutes early. I want you to stay five minutes late. That's all the same one. Show up five minutes early, stay five minutes late. Nothing on your computer except work. No Facebook, no Twitter, and, 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 and your phone, you just leave it in your pocket. Unless it's your baby calling, saying they're at the hospital 911, you just don't answer it, you don't text back, right? You're working as you're working to the Lord. You're working as you're working to the Lord. So no Facebooking, none of this other business where you're just saying, well, I'm entitled to a five-minute break every 30 minutes to look at Facebook. Or you're like this, you're in your cubicle or wherever you're at, your office got glass windows around, you're like, click. Oh, can you believe what so-and-so just said on Facebook? And so then you Facebook somebody else about somebody else what they Facebooked, and then some of you treat with some, uh, tweet what somebody else Facebooked, and then some of you put a picture of Instagram on what somebody Facebooked about what they tweeted, and, and you've lost 30 minutes of your work time, come on, because you felt entitled to work how you wanted to and now as unto the Lord. So if you show up five minutes early, stay five minutes late, that's point one, if you would actually work when you're paid to work. And listen, if you're not working when you're paid to work, you're stealing. If you really wanna look at it, you're stealing. And then the last one, this is the biggie, okay? We're talking about what? T31, what does that stand for? 
thankfulness. Act like you're thankful. Put a smile on your face. I don't care if it's the most fake Barbie smile you've ever had to put on. And yes, tomorrow is Monday. And so you're going to have to walk in your office. Get out, before you even get out of your car, you have to psych yourself up. Come on. Wake up. Wake up. Coffee. Extra shot. Extra shot of coffee today. Here we go. Open in the door. Open in the door. All right. One more drink of coffee. Open the door and walk in with a smile on your face and say, good morning. Just two words. I'm not telling you to think of something clever. See, a lot of you go to work saying, oh, man, I can't believe it. And you say, good Lord, it's morning instead of good morning, Lord. We wake up tomorrow morning. It's like, oh, good Lord, it's morning instead of good morning, Lord. We've fallen into the entitlement trap like somebody owes us something. Like we, should, like we should say, oh, God, you need to bless me so I get out of bed today rather than we're blessed to get out of bed and worship an almighty God. Right? He already did what he's going to do for you. He sent his son to die for you. And he was raised again in newness of life. And I can stay on this point, the entitlement point, for another 45 minutes to an hour. But I'm going to go on. That's question number one. Do you pass the entitlement test? Do you pass it? Do you go to work grateful and do you work as unto the Lord? The number two, the influence test. I want to ask you this. Are you the influencer or are you the influencee at your workplace? Now, the influencer, it means you are the one who has an influence on everybody else, what you start doing, what everybody else does. Or are you the one who's influenced by everybody else, what everybody else starts doing? That's what you start doing. Listen to what the Bible says in 1 Corinthians 15. It says, do not be deceived. Bad company corrupts good morals. Listen, that's not even a proverb. I mean, Solomon didn't even say this. Is, Paul said this, bad company corrupts good morals. And there was a trick question, by the way, because you're never the influencee. You always leave an influence somewhere wherever you go. I'll, I'll prove it to you. Well, pastor, you don't, I'm not an influencer. I sit in my cubicle and I don't bother anybody. I just do my work. I make sure I work hard. That's exactly right. You've had an influence because everybody looks at you and says, I don't know what she does. She just sits in her cubicle all day. She just works. People know you by that. So you've had an influence on them. Or, oh, don't, if you're having a bad day, don't go around them because they'll talk about you the next day at the water cooler about how bad your day was, how bad your life was. You're an influencer. You have an influence on somebody, whether you like it or not, whether you realize it or not, whether you're excited about it or not, you have an influence on somebody. And if you know right now that I have an influence on somebody, whether I like it or not, why don't I make it a good one? Because it says bad company corrupts good morals. So why don't I just start being good company and making good things start happening in the midst of this worldly corporate ladder? Why don't I bring my T31 Incorporated into the middle of a worldly system and begin to change the dynamics of where I work. Why don't I just begin to change it? Begin to operate different. Put on different music when you go in. Put on a smile when you go in. And, and watch this, you walk in smiling every day for a week, they'll be like, ooh, something going on in his or her life. They must be doing something their spouse don't know about. They're always happy. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm talking about? They're going to start saying stuff like this, and then you get a chance to say, hey, we're doing this thing at church called T31. <laughs> And we started this new business called T31 Incorporated. That's where we bring God's business into my business. And I'm changing the way I do my business to match up with God's business. So do you pass the influence test? Who are you influencing? What are you influencing? Because you are an influencer. You have the ability to leave your mark on this world. And the fact of the matter is you are leaving a mark. It's just what kind of mark are you leaving? What kind of mark are you operating in? What kind of mark after six months of working with somebody, when you leave, do they say about you? We're doing this for 31 days because it takes 30 days to develop a habit. I want you to plug into this for 31 days to develop a spirit and attitude of thankfulness in your life. And so every day I'm challenging you to be thankful. 
This week, when you go to work, you get to do several things that we've talked about. You get to put on your oxygen mask. You get to love yourself the way God called you to love yourself so that way you can smile when you go into work. You get to brag about how awesome your family life is because God's blessed you with an amazing family. You get to talk about the amazing bridges you built at church today, having to sit in a different seat, not in your regular old box. And now you get to build a bridge out of this box into another world. And watch how God begins to change the other world because you brought him into it. The treasure test. The Bible says this, Matthew 6, 19 through 21. Do not store up for yourselves treasures on this earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal, but store up for yourselves treasures in heaven where moth and rust do not destroy and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Let me ask you this question. Why do you want the pay raise or the promotion? Why do you want a pay raise and why do you want a promotion? You definitely don't want the more responsibility. You're mad about the responsibilities you got right now at your work. I got to do all this stuff and nobody understands how hard it is. You don't like the responsibility, responsibility you currently got, so why are you praying for the promotion? Why are you praying for the raise? Because with more raise comes more responsibility. With more promotion comes more responsibility. So why are you praying for more? Many people fail the treasure test because you're trying to build your kingdom and you understand with promotion and with raise gives you more money to operate in your world, not in the T31 Incorporated world. So why do you want the promotion that you're going for? Many promotions are simply based on this, the treasure of my kingdom and not thy kingdom. Listen, we get stuck like hamsters on a wheel in the midst of the corporate ladder. I work more to make more money, to buy more things, to get farther into debt, to work more, to make more money, to buy more things, to get farther into debt, to work more, to make more money, to buy more things, to get farther into debt. How many of y'all have done that all the way to where you are now in life? And recently, maybe in the past 20 years, some of you have been to changing the tide of your family's legacy and say, hey, we gotta think of retirement. We better stop spending, we better start saving. But by and large, if you're my age and younger, you're in this wheel right now saying, I need to work more, spend less time with my family, less time at the church, less time with my wife, less time with my relationship with God. I need to work more to make more money, to buy bigger, better, nicer things, to go farther into debt. And now that we're farther into debt, I gotta work more to make more money, to buy better things, to go farther into debt, to work more, to make more money, to buy better things, to go farther into debt. Do you understand? Soon we get to be talking like the micro machine man and we're talking so fast and running in this circle so fast and it's spinning so fast, we lose our grip. And have you ever seen it when somebody is it's on the cartoons and they're in the, the, the wheel and it's going so fast they lose their grip and then they fall flat on their face and it's just and they're spinning and spinning and they can't stop it because they got the wheel spinning so fast. And finally, when it stops, the little cartoon character's got all these little things spinning around his head. The body of Christ, by and large, today has stars spinning around their head because we've been so wrapped up in the corporate ladder. And all because our treasure has been to buy bigger things, to make more money, to go farther into debt. And Jesus said, why are you working for these things? Start storing up yourself treasure through T31 Incorporated. Start storing up for yourself treasures where moth and rust and the things of this world cannot corrupt it. Start storing up for yourself treasures where God says, I can bless it. Where God says, I can move in it. Because all this corporate ladder stuff that we've been working longer hours to make more money, to buy bigger things, to get farther into debt, has got the financial world of the church flipped upside down. And now when we see something that God really lays out in our heart that we're supposed to do like missions, we're saying, God, I would love to, but the corporate ladder has got me and I can't move out of it. I can't move out of it. 
I want you to change your standing in the corporate ladder spiritually today. I want you to say, God, I now work for T31 Incorporated. I will start being thankful for what you've given me in the kingdom that you've placed me in and the workplace that you've got me at. And God, by my thankfulness, and I, by my heart being focused on you, I'm asking you to change my corporate ladder standing to a T31 standing where you can even then bless in the corporate world. See, a lot of us pray for a promotion, but we pray for our kingdom, not God's kingdom. When you start telling God in a true, wholehearted manner what you're able to do with the promotion, how it'll benefit his kingdom, God may bless you with a promotion. But here's the thing, most of us get promoted because we prayed and we sought after God and you get promoted and then you leave the church because the promotion was too much for you to handle. And then we leave church and then our family falls apart and then our work starts falling apart and then everything starts falling apart and then you run back to church broken saying, oh God, what happened? Your treasure was wrong. Your treasure was out of place. And don't get me wrong, I'm not knocking anybody who's got to work on a Sunday. But I am saying, if everything in your life rotates around making more money to buy better things, to go farther into debt, to have to work more hours, to we failed the treasure test. And the church today has failed the treasure test. This is why we struggle with tithes and offerings, because we failed the treasure test. This is why we struggle with uh, benevolent giving, because we failed the treasure test. But when you start getting a spirit of thankfulness, a T31 incorporated spirit of thankfulness on the inside of you, you'll begin to want to bless you begin to want to help. you begin to want to pour the spirit of God into somebody else's life. This is the love test. I wanna to read to you the scripture out of 1 Timothy 6, 9 and 10. It says, people who want to get rich fall into temptation and a trap and into many foolish and harmful desires that plunge men's heart to ruin and destruction. For the love of money is the root of all evil. Some people so eager for money have wandered from the faith and pierced themselves through with many griefs. So what I was talking about just in the last section a little bit, that we worked so much, we got this promotion, we've wandered from the faith, and now our family's falling apart and our heart's been pierced with grief. You understand that? And the Bible says that's because it's the love of money. It's the love of money. And now listen, money is amoral. Money, does not, money is not good and money is not bad, okay? Money is not good and money is not mad. Money is how you use it, which makes it have the representation of good or bad. A lot of people say, well, look at all these star athletes who grew up poor and then they got money and now it ruined their lives. Money didn't ruin their lives. It just gave them the ability to do what was really on the inside of their heart. It didn't ruin their lives. It wasn't money that does it. A brick, if I had a brick right here, it could be good, I could build a new church building with it, or it could be bad, I could throw it through your car windshield. Is the brick good or is the brick bad? Neither one, it's the person doing something with it. So I need you to understand this morning, do not fail the love test. I know how good a raise would be, I know how good a promotion would be, I know how good it would be to seemingly advance in the corporate ladder, but you need to be willing to say, God, I love you more than a pay raise. I will not compromise my Christian standing on a pay raise. Some of you are gonna be tested and tempted in this next year where your boss is gonna come to you and say, listen, if you'll just cheat on the books for me just a little bit, I'll be able to bless you at the end of the year with twice as big of a bonus. And some of y'all are thinking right now, oh, that's just deceitful and dishonest until he, until he waves not the $100 but the $5,000 in front of your face. And you can say, oh God, this is the answer to my prayer. I can pay off some debt. <laughs> Do you understand how the love of money and the deceitfulness of it, your love for it, will even justify even the most ungodly means to get it. So I need you as T31 Incorporated happens for you to be passionate about T31 Incorporated. The other is also true. You're gonna work your rear off this next year, T31 Incorporated. You're gonna bless the Lord with everything you got. You're gonna be deserving of a promotion, deserving of a raise, deserving of the blessing of God, and somebody else may get it. 
somebody else might get it. And you're gonna have to sit here and say, God, I'm gonna be thankful in the midst of this circumstance. Now, I'm not thankful for it, but I'm gonna be thankful to you in the midst of it, even though it's what you rightly deserved and you didn't necessarily get, it goes back to where your treasure is. When you can get to being content with you and God, the money, the bonus, the raise, the promotion is always a blessing. When you are not content with you and your relationship with God, the money, the bonus, and everything else becomes a driving force of the corporate ladder, not T31 Incorporated. You must begin to get your love test right. You must begin to pass the love test. What do you love more than anything else in this world? What do you need more than anything else? I know some of you have said this before. If I just had a little more money, I wouldn't have this problem. You're right, you'd have a bigger problem. Some of you say, oh, pastor, if I had a million dollars, I would not have any problems. You're wrong, you would have a million problems because every dollar equals a problem. Some of y'all are saying, well, I don't know why I'm struggling because I have negative problems. <laughs> okay, that means you're negative in your checkbook, okay? It's not about how much you have. It's not about how much you don't have. It's about how good of a steward you are with it. And can you be thankful even in the midst of good or bad times? And this is the key to it, being thankful in the midst of it. The final one is this, the leaving test. Luke 18, 22 and 23 says this, and Jesus heard this and he said to him, you still lack one thing to the rich young ruler he was talking to. Sell everything you have, give it all to the poor and you will have treasure in heaven. Remember the scripture we just read, store up for yourself treasure in heaven. Then come and follow me. When he heard this, he became very sad because he was a man with great wealth. He had cash. I mean, he had gold. I mean, he was rich. He had a lot of money. And listen, this is Jesus talking who came from heaven who knows what a lot of money looks like. His streets are paved with gold. He's got gates made of pearl. I think he knows what wealth looks like. He said his daddy owns everything. He owns the cattle on a thousand hills. He knows what wealth looks like. Jesus said this man had a lot of money, but he went away sad because he wouldn't leave it all for the cause of Christ. Now listen to this. A lot of people automatically change this phrase and said, Pastor, if I lost everything, I would be just fine because God's my support. He didn't say he lost everything. He didn't say that. He said, willingly leaving everything. See, a lot of us equate leaving everything with losing everything, and those are two completely different things. Those are completely 100% opposites. Those are our antithesis of each other. They're the exact opposite. Losing everything means a tornado sweeps through Silver Springs. My house is gone, my car is gone, and all I got left is my wife and kids on a blessed day. <laughs> and that's all I got, and I lost everything. God, I will still praise you, and we got this song, I'll praise you in the midst of the storm, and all those things, and we'll praise him anyway, because I'm not leaving God. I, I lost everything, but God, I'm praising you. That's not what he's talking about. He didn't say that. You and all your wealth right now that you have, your cars, your trucks, and everything else, saying, God, I'm leaving it. I'm cutting the ties with the corporate world, cutting them. And everything that I have, and most of y'all, you have nothing. The bank has it. So you'd be better off leaving everything. But the world has so deceived us that we think we're better off being $100,000 in debt with a roof overhead rather than having no roof and no debt. So you're like, I, you lost me. See, exactly. We're so deceived by money and the corporate world that if we lost everything and everything was paid in full and you started out at zero again, you think you're better off now having everything plus the debt, and you're not. If you had absolutely no debt, what could you do? Exactly, you're not tied to anything. And so I need you to make a decision this morning. God may ask you to leave everything right now. He may ask you to just say, hey, I just need your heart right now. I'm asking you to do this right now. I need you, if you're gonna be successful this week with T31, to cut the ties with the corporate world. I need you to cut it. And I'm, ta I'm not talking everything but, I'm not talking everything but this little thing here that you can still hang on to. I'm talking, Jesus said when he saw the rich young ruler, sell everything that you have, leave it all, and follow me.